It's your boy Darian Boyd. I'm I'm here with your usual suspect, Quentin Johnson. Uh, this is your Sports Addiction Podcast. Uh, glad to be back uh, after our two year hiatus. Uh, today we got a very special guest um, on the on the pod with us. Uh, he's actually a family member. He's my younger cousin. I'm gonna try to refrain from calling him my little cousin all the time <laughs> because I know that. That annoys the the usual gentleman. Uh, but it's my cousin Cameron Boyd. He's a journalism major down at Eastern Illinois. He actually just wrapped his first year. Are you uh, is is your year done with officially? Yeah. Like, yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so yes. Yeah, so he just wrapped his first year down at Eastern Illinois. Uh, journalism major, and he's also on the radio uh, show down at Eastern. What's the name of the show, and uh, what are you doing on there? Is it sports radio? Um, basically doing like sports radio, like breaking news coverage, any any of that, basically. Does it uh does it have a, a name? When games are going on, like we get like the sports updates, like um, basically the recap of the game, basically. Okay, is the does the um uh, does the radio station have a a specific name, or is it just like it was just Eastern Illinois Radio? This WIU Hit Mix, I think is 98.8. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And uh, so, you know, for those who are in that region, I've, I've, I've been down to Eastern Illinois once. Where Where is Eastern? In Charleston. 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 How, how lo- Charleston, Illinois. Yep, yep, yep. And how long is that drive? Like two, about, two hours? Three hours? About yeah. 2.30. No traffic. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, we go, you know, we go, we go get into, you know, what you got going on in school a little bit more uh, in a second. But what we really had you on today was to talk about um, your uh, your recent feat this past fall uh, as our uh, your sports addiction fantasy football champion. Uh, I, I believe you speaking of two former champions. Q, you won a you won a championship before, right? Um, I don't think I won it when we was doing our league. I just, I'm just another league champion. Before we even get, before we even get to this, before we even get to the championship, let's just, I just want to say, I don't know. Let's see. Like, what year was that? The year before we did a fantasy football as well. I think I, I think I came in second or third. I was so devastated, you know, by that loss. I had I had like Drew Brees. I, I had a nice squad that year. He let me down in the NFC Championship. Um, I think that was the year they got robbed too. Yeah, the uh, the pass yeah. interference year. Yeah. So um, I I took the I I took the year off last year, but <laughs> some 
somehow <laughs> I ended up still in the league. I don't know. I don't even know what my roster was. We just, so. we just auto. We just, I just kept because since you had a profile on the league, I just. Bro, I, kept, <laughs> yeah, this man, like this man, Darian hit me up and, and like, I remember he texted me one day about the fantasy. And I was like, "What fantasy league, bro? Like, I'm not even aware that this is happening." I took a. I retired this season. I just want to enjoy football the way it's supposed to. I was, ir- was kind of irritated, bro. I said you a flat, you a flagship owner, bro. Like you, you my fellow commissioner, and like you not even like you know you not even participating. But I understood, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you know things yeah, happen. You saw, we become frustrated, and we you know we want to take some time. So, so that's not the that's not the dim, you know, the the light of our our current champion. Uh, I was trying to talk some smack and be like, you know. Only a couple of us could claim, you know, being champions on this call. But I'm not sure if you won a, won a championship. So I'm not going. I'm not going to say that. But Cameron won our our fantasy league this year. Uh, so congratulations to him. He, he got our cash prize, and we still gonna hook you up with some uh, with some YFA merch. So be uh, ready for that. But uh, but Cam, talk to me. So what what what's your history with fantasy football? Like how long you been playing it? Oh, I'll say about this is my fourth year. Okay. This upcoming season. Um, what kind of like leagues were you playing in? Like, were they similar in terms of like, uh, like they snake drafts or like, what kind of leagues were you playing in? Um, until last year, I hated PPR leagues because like, you get a point per catch, and it makes no sense to me. But for some reason. I just started to like this. So now I like PPR leagues now. That's the way to go, PPR. Cool, cool, cool. So like, who did you have on your roster? Yeah, tell us about this season. Like who do you who did you have on your roster? This I've had um Russell Wilson. Um I got lucky because I got Drew Brees down like when he first came back. And I got him all waivers. I'm like, I'm just getting Drew Brees. I had um, Derrick Henry, um, Michael Thomas. I got Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey? Yep. How did you pull that off? Yeah, how did that happen? Back rounds. Oh, okay. I got you. That's wild that you got both of them, though. That's surprising. Um, how many games did you win? I think I won nine. So you was like nine and four. Nine and four, yeah. Who was your defense? I think I had the had the Bears defense, and I had the um. You're supposed to have it in front of you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> some reason you can't view the rosters on fantasy. I tried to look at it today. Oh, so they, they like shut it down? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Everything oh, shut down. on with us. So, so my question is, um, what what advice would you give to someone? Not well, not necessarily just starting fantasy, but what advice do you have to give to people on how to, um. Like, what moves you have to make during the season to, like, keep up with the wave your wire and stuff? And, like, how did like how did you go about that whole season, which ultimately, like, led to you winning it? 
So my first start, I actually had a good teacher. My first start, my first start, he told me, never draft a quarterback in the first round. That was like the first thing he told me. Never draft a quarterback in the first round. Um, I didn't like with waiver wires, like, I say try to get them early as possible. Because, like, depending on your waiver wires, like, if you have to volunteer, like, you're not like, like one of my leads, like, I had a waiver wire. My waiver wire position was, like, at seven. But the guy that was in first, he got the waiver. And so, just, like, try to get the waiver early as possible. Right, yeah. I was also taught, well, not necessarily taught, but just doing a lot of research, like, I, I, I typically, like, never would take a quarterback until, like, the later rounds because I feel like you could – like you could get a, a average quarterback by by the NFL standards, or even like a tad bit below average. Like you could get one of those quarterbacks, like a uh, I don't know, like Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, or like Case Keenum or somebody, and they could put up big fantasy numbers. Like Jameis Winston, we all know he's a turnover machine, but in fantasy, he's a good quarterback to have in fantasy because he's yeah. gonna throw touchdowns, he's gonna throw for yardage. So it's that's like sure. I was um I never really took a quarterback either. So that's interesting that that, that you were taught that as well. Uh tell me, Cam, like who who do you think like really bought it home for you like down the stretch? Like who was your standout dude on your roster? I'm at Michael Thomas too, so like Michael Thomas was having a good year. Yeah, so like He's like the only receiver on the Saints. That's the only person Drew Brees throws to. <laughs> this is <Right>. true. <laughs> That's Him and Travis Kelsey, basically, <laughs> that. Travis Kelsey had a crazy year last year. Shout out Travis Kelsey. He's also a part of the Swirl Lovers uh, Hall of Fame. Got to show Travis some love, you know, for the – for the, his love for the sisterhood, but uh, wait, who did you beat in the final? Yeah, who was in the championship with you? Do you remember? I don't remember at all. <laughs> I'm trying to figure who was in the championship. Uh, listen, man, I I started like you know, obviously I started the the you know the draft or whatever. Once it was time to do the draft, I was at Uncle Ron crib camp, and he was doing a barbecue. And I kept was like, okay, I'm gonna put my phone on like alarm for like 15 minutes before it starts. And next thing I knew, we was in the third round. I'm like, oh, like that in an auto pick for me through the third round, bro. And I told myself, I'm not gonna let this shit happen, bro. I'm gonna make sure I'm tuned in. I don't care if I'm at the barbecue. I'm gonna just because you know it was like it's always like on Labor Day weekend, like like before the season starts or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just duck off. You know what I'm saying? And make sure I, you know, get into a room, bro. I didn't, I, I failed. I failed myself. But I had a I had a decent season. I can't remember. I don't think I made the playoffs, but I had a I had a decent season. So I wasn't really tripping. Uh let's let's pivot a little bit, bro. You're uh you're a very loyal Chicago sports fan. So I feel like, you know, um, you know, Lucretia did something right, raising you, you know what I'm saying? You you are you are a Chicago sports fan. This brother over here, you know, he's a Jets fan. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a Lakers fan like me, but Lakers Lakers come second. You know what I'm saying? So he he, he kind of neglects, you know, he kind of neglects. Yo, this the, this the only team that yeah, I rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please tell me you spent time in New York to be a Jets fan. 
I've been to New York multiple okay. times. Okay. But I was a Jets fan Yeah, he had his, he was a Jets fan before that. You you had I had the same mentality when I was 19, 20 years old. I used to hate people that like to do all that capping for a team and they ain't never been that. Mind you, I've been loving the Lakers since 2002 and I ain't never set a foot in California. But anyway, <laughs> you you know, you a Bears fan. You say a lot of crazy things on social media. Mainly your 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 avid support for Mitch Trubisky. What is your assessment on Mitch Trubisky, and and why are you so much behind this young man? I can't wait to hit it. I just think like Matt Nagy, he still thinks he has Patrick Mahomes. He wants to make Mitch Trubisky into a pocket passer. Which Mitch Trubisky is not. And you saw when Mitch Trubisky was going RPOs, bootlegs, running around, he had some of his better games. 2018, he's like, he like top 10 in QBR. So, like, I just like I, Mitch Trubisky. Huh? I, would, I would agree with that he's better. He's better in bootlegs. Like he's better when he's put into to situations to be mobile. But I think. And and I don't you know I don't love Matt Nagy's play caller like I don't I don't feel like he's always putting him in the best position to succeed, but even when he was in bootlegs and different situations this season, bro, he just missed was missing receivers, bro. Like it was just bad. Like in every <laughs> scenario that he was put in, he just wasn't making plays, bro. Like he probably had like what three games during the season where like he looked sharp. Like he just wasn't. He he just you know, because like I, I agree with you. He's the type of person that you need to be consistent with in mobile situations. But you say you said like he's not Patrick Mahomes, like as a pocket passer. But like Patrick Mahomes get put in a position to make plays at his feet too. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna put it all on Nagy. I just think Mitch ain't it. Yeah, I, I, I might have to. I, I might have to agree. Like. You need to explain to me. So, Cam, like maybe you could explain this to me at least. Um, okay. Let's just remind everybody the draft <laughs> class that, that Mitch was in. So, yeah. Okay, we going to say Deshaun Watson is one of them. So, the Bears passed up on him. They also passed on Patrick Mahomes. Which Mahomes. I could understand passing on I don't on understand Patrick that. Mahomes. No, no, nope. no, listen, let's hear me out. Hear Nobody me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay. Yeah, so it's like and he and he was playing at Texas Tech. I knew who he was, but he played he was playing at Texas Tech. And Texas Tech is like that that can sometimes inflate like your numbers. So I don't I can't I can't front and say like I really watched Pat Mahomes in college, but like when I see players coming out of systems like that, I'm just kinda like, huh. But it still don't it still don't make sense for you to take somebody that hadn't started that many games over somebody that had started as many games as Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Because like, what did Trubisky yeah. play like ten games? He played what started like ten games at first. He's about fourteen. He started he one full year. Started one full year. Yeah, just one full year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just one I mean, year. like. This is where I'm so lost at. It's like, okay, they, the Bears had they traded up to get him. They like somebody, him. like yeah. somebody was gonna grab him over uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Like that's the confusion that lies in my. Eyes. It's like, what were y'all think? Like 
y'all really believe that much in this kid who only played a full year at North Carolina and like you you traded up, you so you wasted a pick for one to get somebody that was already gonna be there. Probably would have been there towards the middle, late round of the first round anyway. So to me it's like like maybe you can like try to explain that or what or, or do what you your or do you even think, or do you even think that was a that was a good move? Like do you like bitch but you but do you still but do you even feel like that was a good move? I like when they first made the pick, I didn't know I was like I didn't know who the guy was. So I had to do my research first. But I already, like I can see why they passed with Patrick Mahomes. But the Sean Watson beat Alabama national championship game. Like, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like Pat Mahomes, <laughs> like yeah, but like, come on, man. Like, come on. That that was that was that was an excuse. Me. I think what probably you, uh... one Patrick Mahomes game, and that was the Oklahoma game that him and Baker Mayfield threw was throwing Kamath like one thousand passing yards, something like that. Yeah, but it's like it's Texas Tech. Like, what, what's another quarterback that has succeeded from Texas Tech? Like I can't, I can't think off the top of my head. That's like the only one. So, you know, they only helped. He didn't really. Like I could think of one. Like he didn't really have the best NFL career. Like he was like a backup and stuff. But Graham Harrell, he's actually a head coach, or he's an assistant coach for someone now in college. But I mean, the fact. I mean, yes, like Texas Tech does have an air raid offense and stuff. But like Patrick Mahomes had like a seven hundred yard game in college, so. <laughs> it's hard for me to Patrick, pass that up. I don't Patrick care Mahomes, what's this Patrick Mahomes is a different, a different level, bro. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes like go down like it be top five, bro. Be that type of coach. Like it's it's it, you talk about a different specimen with him. So I mean, even if even if we didn't see anything in college that made us be like, oh, he jumped off the table. It's like the Bears will never live that down because it's Patrick Mahomes. Like it's it's it's, it's freaking Patrick Mahomes. So. It'll it it will never be you the Bears will just never be able to wear that down. Like as as Pat Mahomes carries on and Mitch Kavisi best around and not be on the team like after this year. Well tell me this though, Cam. Um how do you how do you see the Bears performing uh this year? I do think we can't put all the blame on Mitch Trubisky and the on his bit on a on the Bears what's the perfect word? Um Underachieving this past season, you got to think Akeem Hicks went out. So teams was like, that was basically like the one two punch him and Khalil Mack. Um, our tackles suck. Like Bobby Mack, I don't see why he's still on the team. And uh, like, we didn't run the ball a lot. So Dave Montgomery. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't even. Yeah, don't, yeah. Like, I was just about to say a D. <laughs> Why okay. did they give up? Like, what was the running back name? Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Yeah. Why did y'all it's get him to the East? It's so it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And shout out, shout out, my man, my man, Barb Chess Scott, and uh, and my man Flows from over there at the Barber Chess Network. I respect their opinions. They 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 they, they know a lot, particularly about Chicago sports. I respect their opinions a lot, but they were two of the main ringleaders of like. Man, get rid of Jordan Howard. And, like, that's fine. But, like, if you end up drafting somebody like Dave Montgomery, 
and you got a small back like him, and you got a small back like Tariq Cohen. It's just you're you're limited in terms of what you could do because neither of these guys are physical backs. Like David Montgomery is as build as that, but he's just he doesn't he literally doesn't have the build to be a physical back like that. Like he just doesn't. So it's like if you got these two small backs, it's like we were never able to 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 really like show any versatility in terms of our running game. And then when we did run, the few times we did run, like we were trying to put Tariq Cohen up the middle and stuff like that. Like it was a terrible, it was a terrible play calling you know, on Nagy's part. Like I, that, on that point, I'll agree with Cam, but. We're not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna digress over this past year. I just want to know how do you feel about this year? For for now, the schedule's been released. I actually have not actually looked at it because I don't even want to look at any sports schedule because like I don't want to be disappointed when we don't have sports. But if have you have you guys seen the schedule? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen. Okay, so well, how do you, how do you I haven't feel? seen the Bears schedule now. How do well, Cam? How do you feel about uh, the Bears this season? Um, what do you predict that that record would be? As everything goes well and the defense stays intact, Mitch Trubisky plays hopefully good. Um, I say about eleven to twelve games. What? Wait, wait, wait. like <laughs> define define good though. Like you mean like you think you still like... gonna have a job? You don't think Jamal's <laughs> gonna take his job? <laughs> I think the move for Nick Foles was just to upgrade Mr. Trubisky's play. I think that's probably what it was. If he doesn't play, you got Nick Foles. But I can see Mr. Trubisky still having a job by the time the season ends. Right. So how many? Okay. So they went eight and eight last year, right? You think they're gonna win eleven games? Wait. Let's see who they play. Okay. Somebody I like, know said they was gonna be twelve and four. I'm like, y'all gotta be smoking. I would, rock. Nah. Like before okay, so you said about eleven. Before we get to the schedule though, how did you feel about the draft? Like the Bears draft? Like, um did they get any good players in your opinion or like how did you feel about it overall? Um I think our biggest need was tackle. Guard, especially with Cal Long retiring, um, corner and safety. But I don't see why they got Cole commits. I think they could have got a, a better tight, a, a different tight end. Yeah, like, I think they drafted him because he's like he's from the Chicagoland area. I think, right? Yep. And, and he went to Notre Dame, right? Yep. Yeah, so yeah, so it just makes sense. Like that's that's probably the only reason they picked him, to be honest. But he, I mean, like he was decent in college. But what position is he for? He he's tight, tight end. Oh, yeah. uh, really I mean, he was okay at Notre Dame, but I didn't I didn't really see that why they picked him either, to be honest. I do like the the cornerback we got from Utah. Though. I do think, especially principal. I know like the principal more on the Bears, so. I think the the cornerback from Utah that we got is he's pretty good. That's the man to man coverage. Yeah. So okay, let's check out their schedule real quick. They play. They start the season off. Okay. They play Detroit. They got okay. Let's not name the division. They got Giants. So let's do Falcons. this. So let's do this. 
So you name, you read out the schedule. Yeah, you read out the, the game, and then we'll both say if it's a win or a loss. Man, all right, the first game is at – no. Yeah, the first game is at Detroit. Win. Win. Okay. The second game is uh, at home versus the Giants. Win. Win. Okay. Then they play Atlanta in Atlanta. Loss. Win. <laughs> okay. Um, the Indianapolis Colts at home. Win. Uh. Oh, then okay. Then then the next game is at home again, but they play Tampa Bay. Loss. Okay, cool. I think they'll lose that one too. Um. Then they play Carolina in Carolina. Win. Then they play Darren, what you think? Uh, uh who playing quarterback for the Panthers? Tay Bridgewater. They gonna lose. Okay, then you got the next game is uh in LA versus the Rams. We're gonna get our get back. We're gonna win man. Win. We they lost pieces. You, you That's the game, man. You would go see Q. Well, we ain't we ain't gonna see it, but like we watched it at uh, at Bar Louis. At, at, at Bar Louis, yep. Um, okay. That's when they, they put that they, uh, they, they take that they take out the game, like yeah, like late as hell. It's like, bro, you could have just pulled this man at halftime. Bro. <laughs> yeah, they took him out. I do remember that. Okay, then they play the Saints. That's an L. Is it in? In New Orleans, Soldier Field. It doesn't matter, honestly. It does, <laughs> but they at home. Okay, they yeah. at home. Though. Some weather on our side. Weather. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's What'd be out. Win or loss? Mm-hmm. Say win. Hey, you got to lose a one game, bro. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's keep going. Um, the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. That's a big L. <laughs> you think the Titans will be just as good next season, though? Yeah, they got the same. They they kept their core. Yeah, I'm still lost. And Tennessee. When you take away Derrick Henry, you take away their home game plan. How about their defense? I mean, defense is – they traded away Jarrell Casey, so. True. They still got a solid defense, though. But, okay, let's okay. move on. Uh, up, I, don't, I don't know 90% of the personnel moves that happen in the NFL, bro. I'm going to lie to you. I've been asleep. I'm still – I'm still – I just remember today when they showed the Rams new uniforms that Jalen Ramsey was on the Rams. Damn, bro, you – <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they even had got Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, oh yeah, this this didn't work out. <laughs> this, right, so, uh, the Rams didn't do anything. The rest of the games you got you got Minnesota and Chicago. That's a win. Mm-hmm. We beat them at home. That's that. I ain't worried about the bye. Okay, then you got a bye week. Then coming off the bye week, you play Green Bay in Green Bay. For some reason we always. I'm, that's a loss. Loss. Yeah, that's that's automatic. Yeah. 
Aaron yeah. Rodgers is gonna come back in the last five minutes and yeah. crush our hearts. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna be on a mission this year. Um then Detroit, you got that's Detroit again. That's a W. Um then you got the Houston Texans. That's a W. Yeah, that's a W. The Texans? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tripping, bro. How many games y'all think they're gonna win? 13? Because you and I, 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 I was supposed to be counting, but I, I stopped. Well, Cam, Cam only said they was gonna lose two games so far. Okay. Then you got Minnesota again in Minnesota. That's the L to me. Um, at Minnesota? Yeah. Man, we're gonna sweep those niggas. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna beat the Lions twice and the Vikings twice? I mean, the Lions? I mean, what's the Lions? Wait, okay. Then you got Jacksonville. <laughs> y'all are uh, yeah, uh, uh, very optimistic. Uh, Jacksonville's quarterback. Uh, uh, is uh, is Gardner miss you? I would say I am. He's better than Mitch. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. That's the last game at in Chicago. Well, if they're if they're playing as well as we're predicting, it just depends on like what the division is looking like because we might not even play starters in that game. So I'm gonna just go L. Let so I think Cam has the Bears at twelve and four, thirteen and three, maybe. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I only see like seven <laughs> wins on this list. Seven games. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Look, look who they gotta play. So yeah, well, I'm gonna run it down real quick. Schedule. So I'm gonna say what I think really quickly. So against Detroit at Detroit, I think they'll lose that one. Um, then they come home and play the Giants. I think they win. Then they go to Atlanta. I think they lose. Then they play the Colts. I think they win that one somehow. Um, That's even Phillip Rivers is that quarterback. Yeah, like Phillip Rivers, yeah. But for some reason, I still think they'll they'll beat them for some reason. And then you got Tampa Bay. That's the L. At Carolina, I think that's the L. At L.A., that's the L. The Saints is the L. The Titans is the L. <laughs> yeah, Let's bring up the draft schedule. See what do this. <laughs> We ain't doing all that. We ain't doing all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, look. We ain't okay. doing all that. Wait, wait, let me comment real quick about the Jets. We've been seven and nine, right? One game behind the Bears, right? Let's not forget. Hey, it's gonna be worse. Okay. Wait, but let's not forget. So we went seven and nine. The Bears finished eight and eight, right? Let's not forget. If it wasn't for Sam Donald, got mono. If it wasn't for him kissing girls out here and being reckless and, and, and missing four or five games, we could have easily been. Hold on, hold on. Let's preface this. Let's preface this, bro. Just because he got bottom, don't mean he was being reckless. He could have just kissed the one girl that, that had the bottom, bro. Okay. We ain't gonna paint that picture. We ain't gonna paint that picture of Sam Donald. He, he in New York City, so <laughs> chances are he's being reckless. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Just saying, we didn't have our quarter, our starter for like the first four games, and we still finished seven and nine. We had third stringers starting, like it was trash. Like Trevor Simeon, and then some other dude because Trevor Simeon got hurt, and some other dude came. I came, I don't even remember his name, and we still managed to go seven and nine. So, 
And um, you know, the Patriots and the Patriots are gonna be probably that you gotta think that they're gonna uh take a decline. But you know, it's it before we you know spend too much time on that, I wanna I wanna pivot to you, Cam, uh, before we let you go. Um and just talk to you about like your how was like your first year experience, man? Like you mentioned you 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 you're you're playing an inter, like you playing intramural football, right? Did you play any football at uh high school? Yeah. Freshman and sophomore year, yeah. What high school did you go to? I went to Day College Prep my first two years. Transferred to High Park my junior year. To High Park. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um and what was the first what was the first place you went? Um Baker College Prep. It's like Baker College Prep. Where is that? It's like um, yeah, on um, 80, um, 80 in Muskegon. Oh, that's uh, that's bad. My lady's old stuff and grass, you know, with, with, the, with the no limit. Uh, what <laughs> 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 like, like her uh, guys is the no limit, uh, NLMB or whatever. Hey, bro, I ain't never heard of Muskegon until like three years ago. I ain't even gonna lie to you. And I've been coming over east all my damn life. I had never heard of a skier. Okay, so you play you play football. Uh, what what position did you play when you were playing? I played linebacker and fullback. Okay, cool. Uh, and so now that you you're doing in a mirror, what position do you play? Um, play center, and that's about it. Uh, how'd your team do this season? I see you guys back in the championship game, right? It's how big like is the league? Second round of playoffs. How uh how many teams is in y'all league? It's about in uh um residence is about eight. I think the Fratley is about six. So it's like like solid legit wearing equipment? Huh? Are you guys wearing equipment or is this flag? This flag, yeah. Oh god. Cool, cool, cool. What uh? So you just what made you want to get into it when you went down there? Like, did you just was like, oh, I'm gonna join the intramural team, or did somebody like convince you? I was just like, I just need to do something. I right, it was like, oh, man, both my friends did platforms, so I might as well do it. Smart man, get something to keep you busy. Uh, talk about being on college radio. Like, how is that like? Uh. That first day, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. That's when people calling in. I think after, once you get through the first day, I think you should, it's, it's okay after that. Yeah, like how so the uh, sports there? Yeah, like what's the most what's the most prominent team? Is it the football team? Uh, <laughs> uh, or, um. <laughs> I've heard it's the track team. Um, track team is dope. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Dia Dean. Didn't Dia Dean go to Houston? Yeah. I saw. I saw. She her broke a record Walgreens. too, bro. Yeah, she broke. Yeah, she broke records down there. I see her at Walgreens. Uh, our, this is our old uh, track teammate. Me and Q ran track in high school. Uh, and she she was like she was a beast. She transferred and went to Kill to do better things. <laughs> She was amazing, bro. Like even like when she was like a freshman, like she was a beast. Yeah, I see there. I see there in Walgreens like last week. Uh, so shout out her. So yeah, I heard Easter's track team was good. 
But like when people are calling in, like what are they calling in about? Are these like students from the campus or like who's calling in? Um, I guess like like song requests because like we don't do like segments. So that's the the radio is like radio is playing. Unless you have a request come in and ask for a song to be played. Gotcha, but y'all gotcha. have my friends call in and ask where's Cameron at. That's funny. Niggas. Gotta gotta love them. Well, Cam, uh, we really appreciate you uh coming on, man. Uh let everybody know what radio station you're on again. Man, um hey Mix. W-I-U 88.9. Y'all make sure y'all, y'all check my boy out, especially if you're in the Charleston area. Uh, proud of you, look, cuz. Like, I, man, I, the, the fact that you, you're going into to journalism, like, you you actually into sports, like, actually listening to you, and, like, you actually know what you're talking about. Like, I always make you want to cry, bro, because I'm like, man, like, I'm just now learning this stuff about you. Like, uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's, it's never too late, man. Uh, once life gets back to normal, bro, uh, and, you know we can get go. You know, start going to sporting events and stuff, and uh, yeah. chopping it up. But I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, and make sure, there. like, before you go, bro, like before you go, like, make sure you uh, you plug our audience with your social media and that you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. handles. Um, on the guy, Facebook is Cameron is every boy. Snapchat is. Cam Boy 2019. My Instagram is Cam Boy. Cool, cool. Appreciate you, brother. We will uh, we will talk to you soon. I, I feel like a, a a podcast producer I listen to where he don't know how to kick people off Skype. So you you gonna have to hang. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I'm uh, I'm gonna talk to you later. All right, nice having you on, Cam. Thanks, man. Cook up, cook up. That was that was Cameron Boyd of the of the Boyd family. Uh, he's smoking rocks and he thinks we're gonna win twelve games, but that's that's another story. <laughs> hey, you gotta uh, love the uh, the I don't know.
He's been optimistic to that. Optimistic, hey bro, he not the only person that's that's optimistic like that. And I'm just like y'all. Uh, defense ain't getting no younger. Like right. I just don't, I just don't see it. But you know, that's that's a, that's a tale for another day. Uh, we were waiting for my boy Seth to have on the call, but uh, obviously he's preoccupied. So yeah, we're gonna continue to chop it up, my man Q Johnson. Have you been able to watch the most recent episodes of The Last Dance? Yes. Okay, so you're as caught up as uh, you're as caught up as I am. Um, everybody across the world is, is caught up the same level because the, the only thing that hit the streets was up until uh, episode eight. So it's good to know that next week we'll always be all be experiencing everything together. Although I'm a little scared because they said they had to hurry up and like finish the episode. So I hope I hope it's not like a a week ended. They could give us like thirty more minutes. They just give yeah. us thirty more minutes on the episode. You know what I'm Why not? Yeah. I'm a- it's gonna be interesting to see these last two episodes. So. For sure. Uh, let's talk about like the the cool coach and Scotty moment, bro. So <laughs> it was funny. Like, say it was like beginning to like speak on it on the pod, and I had to cut him off. Like, bro, we ain't, we ain't watched the episodes yet, and you know we already know about this. Like, we you know right. anybody. Especially like I, I feel like like a sports fan from Chicago, like you're just naturally like the the people before you are like schooling you on like these these events that have happened already. But you know, for our listeners, um, obviously this past uh, episode covered um, the '94 season. It was after Mike had retired, and Scotty was the man. You know what I'm saying? He uh, he won All Star Game MVP. You know what I'm saying? He was like third or fourth in MVP voting. The Bulls won 55 games. He got to really like flourish and show his game. And they were in the second round against the Knicks. And it's 1.8 seconds on the clock. I can't remember what game in the series it is. I, I want to say it's it was game. Was it game? I want to say it's game three. Yeah. Yeah. It was game three. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, they was the, down 2 0. Yeah. So the score is tied. And Phil Jackson calls up a player for not his best player, but the person he felt was going to hit the shot, which is Tony Kukoc. Now, mind you, bro, I never knew this. Tony Kukoc hit like four game winners that season. There's yeah, like, actually you, actually you giving him less. Like I think it was like six or seven, but yeah, yeah bro, he he legitimately like had a play where he hit the same kind of shot, but it was from the three point line, I think. Like, they threw it in, like, Scotty threw it in, because the play that Phil drew up was, like, the field, you know, throw, I mean, for Scotty to throw it in. And Tony Kuko is catching at the top of the key, and he rides over the top. The same thing happened. I think they were playing, like, Orlando or something like that, bro. So it's like, so mind you, I never even had that context. Like, I just looked at like, oh, man, it's been a Scotty team all season, and they ain't give him the shot. You know what I'm saying? Even though I was always, like, against what Scotty did. I still, I always had that perspective, like, well, you know, it's got a bogus feel. But the fact that he had called this play for Tony, like, several times, like, over the course of the season, like, Scotty, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Like, I just thought he handled that situation wrong. Like, he, I mean, I, like, I could kind of understand that you mad, you ain't get the last shot, but it's like, he... He had already done this during the whole season. You know, he had been game with it the whole season. 
And it's like, okay, and Phil was like, okay, this doc, I mean, he's been hitting them all season on this same play. Let's just give it back to him again and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like one of those, like, the right basketball play type things or, like, the right situation. And, like, and like to be honest, like, Scotty wasn't even a scorer like that. So it was like, you I mean, bro, like, not that saying. That ain't you, Scotty. That ain't you. You not that Mike, bro. Him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so it's like, it's like, I don't, I mean, I kind of understand because because Mike wasn't there and you like the leader of the team, but it's like, you not, you not like, you not like, that's not your game, bro. So it's like, just, you know, just be happy with the win. You know what I'm saying? Just be a team, you know, it is what it is, though. He could have handled that way better. Look, look, and then I had this perspective too. Like, the game was tied. So it ain't even like, like, to me, it's like, (laughs) If if y'all would have if Tony Kukos would have missed like if it, if the if the if the game is tied, then like you just you get a chance to like to maybe shoot it in the overtime. You know what I'm saying? Like you literally like you literally just like no, I'm not. This man straight up threw a tantrum, bro. This nigga starting to have his hot girl summer, and. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like listen, bro. I've I I felt him on the I'm, a, I'm not gonna have surgery thing. Like I kind I felt him, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to have his hot girl summer, you know what I'm saying? He was getting he he was getting married, you know what I'm saying? He just he just wanted to, you know, enjoy his summer and, and he wasn't feeling what crossing rise those on him. I can feel that, bro. I can't feel you pouting and not coming in the game for your team, bro. That was even gonna be your assist. Like that was even gonna be right. your assist, bro. Like, which is what you did well. Which is who you are. <laughs> you Scotty Pippen, bro. Right. Imagine you, bro. Like anybody that know me, bro. Scotty Pippen, one of my five favorite players of all time, bro. I love Scotty, bro. But like, you, it's just stuff like that that always like it was for for a lot of people that was his uh, detractors. It always came down to like this, bro. It always came down to this, like. With the migraine stuff, like, I think they were, people were bogus. People also don't mention that, like, I think Scotty, like, dad died, like, the, a couple days before or something, like, before the migraine game. Oh, so, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course you don't know, because people don't say it. Like, they just, like, they frame <laughs> it like, <laughs> like, like it's soft. <laughs> so you know, like, people don't even, like, I don't, I don't vibe with the migraine thing. Like, as I got older, when I was younger, I, I used to, you know how, bro, like, these old Chicago folks, they like, man, Scotty was soft. He faked a headache. <laughs> he just wasn't ready. <laughs> he didn't want to smoke. <laughs> but when I'm older, I found out, like, how severe migraines can be, bro. Like, it ain't like he ain't played. Like, he played, like, 40 minutes. Like, he went out there and played. Like, so it's like, now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, that was a little bit overblown. But you will never get me to understand that Tony Kuko shit, bro. Because I understand he it was it was a lot of it's a lot of layers behind it. It's a lot of feelings. Tony Kuko is like the little pet, like the little Jerry Cross's little pet guy. Like you know, he making more he making more bread than me. He the you know basically it's almost like you trying to put me out. He the spawn for the future. I get all of that, bro. But when it come down to it, you on a basketball team, bro. You're on a team in the middle of the playoffs. You're going to sit him throw a tantrum, bro? What, like, yeah, and then it's like, they, okay, he mentioned this in the documentary, like how he was the new leader and blah, blah, blah. 
But they was playing team ball. He even said it. Okay, so y'all playing team ball. Why did you have an issue with him taking the last shot when all year y'all been been running the triangle? It's been working. Everybody eating. Like, literally everybody eating, like, 20 points here, 20 here for, you know. Three so, it's like, dude. Yeah, so, like, what? what's the issue, man? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Shout out, shout, um, out to, shout out to BJ, one-time All-Star, former Iowa graduate. Yes, sir. You already know, <laughs> BJ. Hey, I, yeah. I went yeah, but, so, uh, Scotty's super swag. How did you feel like they portrayed you, it in the, in the, in the uh, doc? What were you going to say? Like about him, like about Scotty. Yeah, that that moment in general. Um, I don't know. I, I just think. Let's see. I just think like they made it. I don't know. Uh, like they, like I, I honestly don't know how to answer that though. But I was gonna say, you said you yeah. like you mentioned this in the um. Like in the outline, you said like your overall like feeling about Scotty. I know you. You just said he's one of your five favorites, right? Like, so how do you? Okay, so like, so ESPN came out with a list recently. He's twenty one on all time. How do you feel about that? And like, I mean, I mean, like, I know you think he's a top fifty player already, but like, how do you feel about like, like certain people like elevating him to like? like above certain greats like Charles Barkley and stuff like that. So um the conventional the conventional statement about Scottie Pippen, bro, it's like he the most underrated yet overrated player in NBA history. It's like oftentimes it's like it's hard to it's hard to find middle ground with Scotty because because he spent so many of of his years with the greatest player of all time, it's it's tough to really it's tough to really articulate what his impact was. But at the same time, it's just it's just tough. Like I don't know, I don't really i I believe he's a top fifty player. Just just all. If you're considering like winning and like what he did for his position, like he's like one of those, like he was like one of the career like point forwards who kind of like shifted the game in terms of like athleticism, passing, like checking all these boxes, right? So like I think he's like a top six small forward all the time. People may disagree. People kind of look at like talent. Like you got somebody like the dude from BallDon'tStop.com who like thinks like. Everybody like the mellows and like you know these just these guys are better than these older guys. But just talking like accolades, I think you have to kind of like put him in that top six to eight, you know, small forwards of all time. Um, I don't I don't pay attention to like the ESPN list. I just think it's like it's a it's a waste of time, bro. Like we these these guys played in different eras. Only thing I want to see is like somebody's top ten. Top five to top ten. Otherwise, I don't really care about it. Cause you could just True. you could just kind of like mix and match these dudes. But uh like I said, like he he one of my five favorite players ever. I think he's a top fifty player. But like like many people will tell you, bro, he's like he's the most underrated and the most overrated player of all time. But I do want to say before I let you speak on it, I think people need to put some respect on 
his Portland run in 2000. He was like the the and they like, lost to the Lakers. Yes, people need to put some respect on that run, bro. He was like the first or second most important player on that team. They don't get as far as they do without Scottie Pippen. Right. Yeah, I kind of agree that you you just said he's like the most overrated and underrated player. So I kind of agree with that. It's like because like he did so much for the Bulls. But at the same time, it's like he had Michael Jordan as his teammate. So it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, you're going to get hell of assists. I mean, if you plan with, if you pass it to Jordan, that's an automatic assist. So um, I just feel like I do think he's top 50, but only because of Michael Jordan, though. I feel like if he didn't have Michael Jordan, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even be close to the top 50 because, I don't know, he's not – he didn't have that, like, he's not, he, like, so he wasn't a scorer, so it's, like, it's no, I don't know, like, like, I feel like he needed somebody to be, like, a lead dog on his team for him to flourish. Like, I don't think he could have did it by himself, is, is basically what I'm saying. Like, as the leader of the team, um, so, like, but I do think he's top 50, but, like, like my issue is when certain people be like, well, um, like Michael wouldn't have won nothing without George. I mean, like without Scotty. I don't. I kind of disagree with that. Like I think, like I don't think they would have won that many. But he, could, but Jordan could have won. I mean, okay. like Jordan would have, like, like he would have won some. So yeah, okay, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't think they get six, but I think he six, might no. get about. I think he might get about three or two to three with yeah. with Oscar, but they don't get they don't get six. I I want to mention get six that, because like, uh, yeah, bro, go ahead. No, what I was gonna say is like I, I do think it needs to be mentioned like they last championship year might carry the niggas in the playoffs, bro. If you go watch like the finals, like every like it's the last dance for real, bro, because everybody on their last damn legs, bro. Scotty only played right. like. I think 25 minutes in game six of the finals. Like he on like He didn't really uh, do much in the finals. Man, it was it was like he like Mike really like he was really on their last legs, bro. Like it was like Ron Harper was injured. Ryman played like 40 minutes, but he he wasn't the same dude. Like, and it's and it's funny to look at it now as an adult, because I'm just like as a kid, I'm just like, oh well, you know. The, the Bulls, you know, they was doing their third championship, so they, you know, they was they they was cold, but it's just like it wasn't it wasn't as good as it was in the years past. Like they really was on their last legs. Everybody getting up there. Yeah, I, so I agree, I agree with you, bro. I think I think Mike would have got some championships, but I like the fact that he always acknowledges, as he always says, like I'm not like I don't I don't get these championships. But I was got even because I mean, look, bro, he was the, he was literally the second most important player on those teams, and he was the link. Him is him, Scotty, and Phil, like for all the championships, like everybody yeah. else. And, and it's like they him. they had a perfect setup because you know, like Mike did the scoring, Scotty did the defending. Like even though Mike couldn't defend too, Scotty was you know like Scotty defended a lot of uh, like players and shit. So it's like they you know they each did their own thing, and they ended up being champions and stuff. It's just like. I just can't get my mind wrapped around like how like some people like be like they just over. I mean like he 
like like there's certain people that just overrate him so much. It's like I mean, yeah, he was good, but like he wasn't like that good. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not. But it's just it's it's hard though, bro, because it's like especially if you a Bulls fan, it's it's hard for you to not like because you always feel like some like other people are like discrediting what he was. Because at the end of the day, like you got to look at that 1994 season and be like. You can look at it two ways, right? You can look at it like, oh, well, they were a, they already had championship DNA. They had a championship roster. They just didn't have Mike anymore. So who else is going to get some of those shots? You know what I'm saying? So like, you kind of look at it like it's more on Fields coaching than like Scotty's ability. But like at the same time, it's like it. What he did in '94 was impressive, and I think if he didn't do that stupid ass shit. <laughs> we would we would look at that we would look at that season with even more respect. But just but but imagine, bro, if Tony Kukoc misses. That's the wildest part about this whole narrative. Because if yes. Kukoc misses, then Scotty's validated. Right, he's validated. Like you, W. Like you should have. You should have gained a last shot to be. I like how the documentary they said Phil was like, "Well, fuck you." Like, like come on, people. Right, <laughs> like, like we can have somebody else throw this ball there, bro. Like, we, right, it don't matter like, who's throwing it in. <laughs> one, right, one big nose motherfucker don't start stop the show. Right, like, come on, bro. <laughs> right, right. Like, come on, bro. Just throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah, like, he, tra- yeah. He, he having one of his moments. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> like, bro. Like, like I said, like I love Scotty as the player, bro. But like. He's always had this thing, like, and I and listen, it ain't no telling how Mike they 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 highlighted how Mike was treating like Luke Longley and Scott Burrell and stuff. But it ain't no telling how Scott was uh, Mike was treating Scotty. Shoot, Mike still right. don't believe he had a real migraine. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, he said he had a migraine. Like, yes, bro, he had a migraine. So it ain't no telling like how Mike was treating Scotty too. Like, I think like. Scotty had a lot of internalized, like, just like, okay, like, man, like, feeling like he's not getting enough credit, which is crazy to me, bro, because you was on the dream team. You made all star teams. Like, this is leading up to 94, right? Like, you made the dream team. You made all star teams. Like, people respected your game, bro. You just won Mike. You just won Mike. And, and Mike said, um, in my favorite book, uh, for the love of the game, he said that, like, he felt like they they relationship as teammates got better when he came back because Scotty understood uh you know how it was to be a lead dog and he probably appreciated Mike a little bit right. more. So um I think it's just all necessary. I think it's just dope. Like that's why that's why the documentary um resonates with a lot of people because it's not enough that like Mike is like the most like dominant nigga of all time. Like it's it's the way that everything like shook out because it's like, okay, like he leaves, then he comes back, like Scotty had this season, but it ain't really cutting it. And it's like the way that like these different like personalities like meld it together for like this dominance of a decade, it's just uh it's just dope. Um uh, we gonna we gonna cut into the episode seven. Uh, was it episode? I don't remember. I know it was episode seven when they was talking more about his competitiveness, but like, I don't remember if they showed the cool coach thing and the 
the first, the seventh episode, the eighth episode. I don't know. But how was the seventh episode? Yeah. Um when you hit the shot. Yeah. Yeah. But let's let's talk more about that episode and just how how highlighted uh how highlighted MJ's uh competitors. Before we move on, I wanna say like I wish with the ninety sixth season, I feel like they kinda like they kinda skirted over it a little bit. I feel like they could have talked more about like I don't know. I just it was just a little left to be desired. Like I understand it. Like it's just so much that's gonna be. It's just so much to cover. But like right. I wish, I wish I said this on Twitter. I wish they would have showed just one play, bro, from that finals, from that game six of the finals. First of all, I wish they would have kept it a hundred about Gary Payton guarding Mike. They could have at least like had a counter a point. Like, well, Mike, he really did like. Like yeah, like, I don't like how they just left that too. Like because <laughs> Mike kind of laughed it off. Like he didn't like, like no, like he didn't like he didn't shut him down, but he made yeah. him work. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of yeah. like he, he Mike had bad shooting games when yeah. like when Gary yeah. was on him. Yeah, like you could tell you could that was one of the moments you could tell this is a Michael Jordan production. But I do I that that moment he laughed. <laughs> Love is is still so funny, G. especially when they put in the meme with like they say like OJ and in ninety five. It was yeah. like this is. OJ I 95. mean, and then like they said in the like they said in the documentary also that the Sonics were big underdogs, but they had a win too, though. They had a win, but as I listen to different like sports writers on different podcasts and stuff that were around that time, they do still say that like the Sonics was were, were big underdogs just because the the Bulls are just that like that dominant in the regular season. But uh, yeah, but I but I like how like the the way he laughed it off is like you could tell that like he actually likes Gary Payton. Like you said, like the way he laughed, it was just like the, like he really like he just legitimately like tickles him. But he was just like in his mind. He said, "I had no problems with the glove like that." So <laughs> okay, he definitely wasn't scoring thirty, bro. <laughs> so and it's like and you know he believed it. Like that's the funny part. Like right. you know he believes it, bro. Um, but the the one play I wish they would have showed, like in that series, was the um, was the play in Game Six. They going on a run and. It's a fast break, right? I think Mike gets the steal. He he throws it to Scotty, and then Scotty throws it to Dennis Rodman on like the two on one, and like Dennis Rodman like comes like under the rim and like gets fouled, and he's just like, oh, like, 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 <laughs> like the crowd crazy like that, like that captures like the the essence of that season to me, bro. Because it's like you got these two all world defenders like already like they. They used to call them, um, I think my dad said they used to call them like the Dobermans because like they were like these huge, like these huge defenders and they're like trap players, you know, before they got to the half court and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, so you already got them on the perimeter, but then you got like this like fucking maniac running around the floor and did his rival who you could arguably say he like, like one of like a top three defender of all time, you know, so, so you got all these defenders, they get the steal, they lead the break. Scotty throwing the pass and Ramen, he's so full of energy that he can run back and forth. He gets fouled, he's juggling with the crowd, you see the hair. So that's like that always stood out to me as like the definitive play of like that entire season. Cause it was like, okay, like they're finally about to do this. They finally about to cap off the greatest season of all time. 
and the, the their prize edition is like he hits this and one and like it just it just encapsulated everything. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about like the <laughs> this is a bro, this is like the one of the funniest like the clips of this episode, bro. Between like Mike just constantly barraging Scott Burrell. <laughs> I would have had to. I know he might, bro. I know he might. But like, golly, like I would have to say something. <laughs> I ain't gonna fight him because I probably would have ended up in. I probably would have ended up in China the next week. But like, I just Scott Burrell just smiling. He, somebody was like, he one of them guys. Like, oh, you crazy. Like he one of them, one of them guys that like laugh. He's like, oh, you crazy, Mike. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, admit it. Get up under his skin. Yeah, Steve Kerr, which they never painted it this way, which I'm like, I'm glad that we get in this full story. Steve Kerr actually hit Mike first, and then Mike wailed on him. And I and and they always painted like he's just like like Mike just like he just stole like, him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you cleared up. <laughs> Um, so that was that was cool to get that like story out of both days, you know. And it was cool yeah, for some things as wild. Yeah, and it, it was cool to hear like Mike say like I felt small because I punched like the the, the, the smallest dude like on the team. <laughs> like I felt like that was mature and like you you weren't supposed to swing on him in the first place, but I'm glad like you were just like I felt like you know, I felt small. I feel like that was a good moment for you know kids to to see or whatever. Let's talk about how this man was listening to that smooth ass R and B, bro. With that baseball, with bat, like that baseball bat in his hand. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, just another game. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if you talking when it's zero zero. Any man could talk when they up to. <laughs> but a real man, or a real, but a real man can talk shit with a zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> man, hey, he was he was crazy. <laughs> hey, bro, and don't forget, like, and don't forget, in like the early, I think it was the, like I'm not sure what episode this is in, but remember when uh, I think they had lost the game or something, and he uh, and they was on the plane. And he saw was drinking and had no food. That was wild, bro. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> bro? It's not playing. Like, <laughs> wouldn't even let the man eat, bro. <laughs> like uh, now that, now that, that, that I couldn't have went off that. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have went off that, bro. Hey, bro, 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 I'm gonna eat. I could have went off that. <laughs> no, the fact that he that he holding a baseball bat and like ready to like terrorize this man, like BJ, like he wasn't even talking shit. He just like he had a moment, bro. He had a clutch. Right. He had a clutch bucket. And was high fiving his teammates. And the, and the consistent theme in this documentary where Mike talk about certain people, he like. BJ should have known better. That's his favorite phrase. Like they should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell he's somebody daddy, G. Like BJ should have known better. Like, what you mean, bro? Like he, he just high five his teammates, bro. <laughs> right. He said he was talking trash though, but still, like, 
He was just happy he had a game, you know. Let him have a game, man. I can't. <laughs> Let the dude no, have no. his game. No, bro. The funniest, the funniest part in the first uh, couple episodes, that nigga was like, all right, y'all, I'm not going to say this again. We ain't for the keep losing. <laughs> what is it, the huddle? <laughs> he said, all right, man, let's get back on track. I ain't for the say this again. <laughs> like, <what>? Break. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. What and then, like, like, the crazy thing about it is it's not like they was, like, going on these losing streaks, like, these long losing bro, streaks. They didn't lose did more it. than three games he, in a row. He never, bro, since 1990, the man never lost three straight games. And this nigga, right. door, this, this nigga treated him like they his kids because they done lost, like, a couple games, bro. He said, I ain't going to say that if they say this again. He said, he said it like he told him to stop, like, running in the house, bro. Right. <laughs> The nigga was off the chain, bro. The nigga was off the chain. And somebody made a good point because my dad been saying this like all since the documentary started. He just like, I just I just wish people would stop having the same, like having like so much more for Kobe for doing the same thing. Like that's been his whole like he been he been speaking for the Mamba since the documentary started. Like I just don't like <laughs> I don't like how they criticize Kobe for doing the same thing, but somebody made a good point. They were saying how, like, with Mike, yeah, he was critical on the practice floor, on the floor and stuff like that, but he was actually still friends with some of these dudes, like like Harper, you know what I'm saying? Like, Scotty and Harper, they were tight. Apparently, him and Scott Burrell were still cool, which I feel like, I'm like, bro, you gotta you gotta pick your balls up, bro. Ain't nobody gonna be talking to me like that, and I'm gonna be hanging out with him off the court, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, he was cool with these guys. Whereas like Kobe in the beginning of his career, he was he was that same type of guy, but he also like isolated himself. So it's like it's it's hard for like it Kobe was trying to strive for what Mike had, but he also like he also had issues of isolation, which he dealt with growing up. Like when he came back from Italy, he was, you know, he didn't he know how to, you know, like really like make friends because he was so different. So you know, it's it's an interesting uh, interesting contrast. Apparently, like Derek Fisher never been to Kobe House. This is still like the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. <laughs> you ain't never been in this bad crib, bro. Y'all won five championships together. You never been to this bad crib. So, so that's that's that on that. But uh, but yeah, I just. Obviously, like, that's nothing new. Like, we knew Mike was, like, wild competitive, but, like, I don't know, bro. That 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 baseball bat scene, bro, that's the funniest. That's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, it was pretty funny. <laughs> we, oh, no, but I wanted to say, too, bro, because I took, like, notes, like, for the, for the mm-hmm. pod. Right. The, the most powerful scene, like, besides, like, the scene where he's, like, you know, when he's about to cry, like, he's literally got a tear coming out of his eye. <laughs> Right. <laughs> talking about like <laughs> if you don't want to play that way don't play that way that obviously was the most powerful scene but to me the second most powerful scene was when Tim Grover his trainer when he was talking about Mike work ethic right and he was like yeah you know like after they lost the magic to the magic he was like you know let's we don't let's do this the next day and, you know that may be true that may not be true or whatever but when he was like this statement stood out to me bro he was like he said, Mike would tell me, these people work hard every day of the week. 
He said, and if I got a chance to bring them three, three hours of like enjoyment, like I'm paraphrasing, like you know, the same verbatim. Right, He's yeah. like, but if I got, if I got a chance to give him, give them three hours, like, like that's like I'm going, like I'm going to make sure I do that. And like Tim Rover was literally about to cry, bro. Like that's how you know that this nigga <laughs> was really in the chill. Like he really, like, yeah. We put that work in because he didn't want nobody to, you know, because like they said, like it could be somebody watching for the first time. He want to make sure that he put on a good show for him. It know? didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was a Thursday in Vancouver. It could have been a, a, a Wednesday and, you know, Atlanta. It didn't matter, bro. Like I'm finna, I'm finna look up the court because, like, I, it really, it really was powerful, bro. Like when your trainer about to cry because you worked so hard, you're not even dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to cry like that nigga died. Yeah, <laughs> like he died under his bench press, like <laughs> like weight fall on his chest or something like that. Like, it's so inspired by your work ethic. He he literally got tears in his eyes, bro. Like that that's that's some shit. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like seeing that and like you know, uh. Just like you know, it's a lot going on with this uh, this Corona stuff, and you know, it's it's, it's a level of, like self self motivation that's had to be like applied. Like we're making like adjustments in my job and stuff like that, and it's like seeing something like that, like it really made me be like, man, like you know, like just like you could do you could do a little extra, bro. Like you could like think about who you affecting when you're doing this. Like you can you know you could try. He said. If you're going to sit down, this is the quote. If you're going to sit down and take three hours hours out of your day to watch me on TV, I have an obligation to give you my best. That nigga's gonna cry, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you know. Yeah, but that's what's up though. He, you know, that's good though, and that's you know, because these players today be sitting out game, bro, and I'm like. Like people work too hard to be spending money on these tickets, and then they be like, oh. You- uh, such and such ain't playing like well, that just break your whole mood sometimes man Damn, I can't <laughs> I even see you play I'm gonna tell you a funny story bro so you know how Davry he do lift or whatever right so he yeah. said he picked up a dad and a son and they was going to see the uh, the Bulls play the Celtics last year and you know Kyrie was still on the team but I guess he wasn't playing, so like he was talking, and like the the I think the son the the son had on a Kyrie jersey. And he was just like he was so excited, like yeah, you know, like I would get to see Kyrie play for the first time. <laughs> the nigga Zara was like, I couldn't even break into him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, dang, yeah, that I mean that might have been the same game that I went to because I went to a Bulls or something game when he was, got he, was he was sitting on the bench, bro. He was not. He did not suit up. I mean, like I kind of thought he was playing too, but and you know, and, yeah, we, it, and, and we disagree. And we disagree on this topic a little bit because I, I, I do feel like you know that as a parent, like you need to show your kid, you know, that like uh, that like the the team is bigger than the player. And I think like the NBA should do a better a better job of marketing like you know teams, but it's hard to do it with player movement now. So it's like it's like. So it's hard to do that. Like the players make the league. Like I understand, but like it's so many like still good players 
like on a lot of these teams. And like if you just like watch and if you root for your if you from that city and you like that team, then root for that team and not give so much into that that you know to that player. But I but at the same time, I get where you're coming from because you look at somebody like Mike, where he didn't miss games, bro. Nope. He didn't miss games. I don't think he missed a I don't think he missed a single game uh in his uh in the first, in the last three peak. I don't think I don't think he missed any games. Like he like his he played he, almost every game. He was a, he was a, he was a different dude, bro. Like he was a different dude. And like I don't like I ain't, and I ain't saying that like I I be rooting for low management, bro. Like I I like I I don't I I don't I don't like it, bro. Like I be wanting to you know I turn on my TV and I and I want to see I want to see my favorite player. You know what I'm saying? But at the but at the same time, I don't like how the conversation just gets kind of like. Well, well, Negro, you need to do what we want you to do. We paying you, and it's like, like, yeah, but like you know, like if you don't, you won't be rested for the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like in some situations, it's like I don't think everybody different. I don't think everybody the same. I think some players. I think if you under the age of like twenty five and you ain't had no major injury, you need to play. Like that's what I feel. That's what I be on. I don't like when they be like low management for like players on the Suns and shit like that. Like what you <laughs> like? What are you sitting out for? Yeah. You don't have a <laughs> like. So on that tip, I'm like, oh, I don't feel that. But like a lot of times, I'm like a player, like like Kawhi, you know what I'm saying? Like that nigga, like trying to look out for his body, bro. He he giving he giving us the 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 best when he come out in the postseason, and when he do play, he playing hard. He ain't taking no possessions off. So. You know, every player is different. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I just, yeah, like this low management stuff is kind of weak to me, though. But it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> I ain't going to front on it. I ain't going to front on it. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring up also, because uh, we had a debate on last, uh, last uh, week's episode. About Jordan playing baseball, and you know yeah. him being him being trash, and it won't be bad in two hundred. And obviously, like I'm not I'm not saying this just because the documentary like was trying to paint the picture of like you know like this is better than you expect because like it's a it's obviously like it's it's a Michael Jordan fluff piece in 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 some way. Yeah. It's like it ain't like you know he not you know he produced it, so it's, it's gonna shed it in a different light. But I just like how a lot of people on Twitter, you know. Some experts, some not experts, they just was like, yo, it ain't that easy to do what Mike did, bro. He hadn't played baseball since he was 17, bro. He was 30 years old. It just wasn't that easy. And he drove in 50 RBIs, bro. And he stole, like, 30 bases. Now, the the, the, the stolen bases, they might have, like, kind of, because it was Mike, like, just kind of like, yeah, bro. They they they, they wind up might not be as fast to try to catch him, but the fifty RBIs you can't front on fifty RBIs, bro. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. I mean, but like my thing with the whole baseball thing is like, I just feel. I mean, he to me is like okay. For one, he wasn't even supposed to be in Double A, so he wasn't good enough. To be in Double A, so he shouldn't have been in Double A at all. Uh, but they mentioned in the documentary since he brought so much attention, they had to put him there because of the media, and they didn't have no room. Then he's playing, so he's playing in Birmingham for a Double A team, 
Like, then, like, they mentioned he had, like, a 13-game hit streak. I mean, that's only because they was. I mean, that's only because they wasn't throwing him no no breaking balls, bro. <laughs> Once they start throwing, but I like, balls, but I, rap, but I like how they kept it. But I like how they kept it hundred in the documentary, though. They like, look, man, like in the first, he was like, he ain't see a, he ain't see a curveball though, like that until they like, probably was like, like, like them pitches was probably like, come on, like he. Th- I mean, let's just like throw him fastballs first to see if he can hit him. Then he hit? start hitting them. He started hitting them, then they were like, okay, okay, let's pitch for real. Let's start throwing some curveballs and change-ups, and then he was striking out, striking out. I mean, but, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like, like, um, like who was the coach? Uh, Terry Francona was saying that if he would have had more reps and played longer, that he could have, like, made his way to the majors. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, that, that, I don't that, see that. I don't that, see that, that one, bro. Yeah, I think it was some, that was some major yeah, league size cap, man. Yeah, I don't know Terry Tito. Yeah, I don't know Tito. I got Tito. respect for Terry, but uh, nah, man, nah, he's yeah. like he one of the best like managers ever. But nah, man, um, I like yeah, he had the good work ethic, and he was like hitting. Like he was doing batting practice before batting practice and after and like after games and stuff, but I mean, nah, nah, I could see that one. Did you? So, I, mean, I didn't even like, know. I didn't even know until last year that that was his manager. Who Terry Francona? Like, I didn't yeah. know that at the time, but nah. Like, yeah, I found, I found that out. Like, like, like dang, that's that's kind of dope. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, oh, that's kind of cool. He's one of the best managers ever. Can we talk about how that nigga threw that first pitch in that all jean suit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, he hey. <laughs> yeah, he was, bro. He, he, he got some bogus fits. Hey, but here. you know what, though? You know what's funny? So he threw that pitch during that playoff game, and it was good. It was right down the middle. Did, have you ever seen when he threw the first pitch when um it was like the summer of 98? It was like they they was they it was it was probably like May or June. Yeah, he threw the first pitch and like his shit was like over the like it was terrible. You could tell that man was sauce. <laughs> he had on a full I ain't seen him. I'm gonna have to look that one up. He had on a fool's like Cubs jacket, you know what I'm saying? Had the had the the, the cap on. He, he thought he was me, bro. Yeah, bro, he thought he was me. He threw that bitch over the over yeah, they're over the fence. Thought that that man thought he was me. He was sauce. He was sauce like me too. You can see it in his in his walk. That man was just laughing. He was like Mike drunk as hell. But uh, I thought it was cool <laughs> that like I never knew that like he 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 announced his uh, retirement. Like I didn't know that it had got out during a baseball game. Like I didn't know it had got out during like a like a playoff White Sox game. Like that's like really like interesting. And it was like they kept showing. So who I listened to, uh, Zach Lowe from ESPN, he was saying how, like, when he was younger, he, his, uh, no, 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 not Zach Lowe, J.A. Donde, he was writing for the Sun-Times, right, back then, and his girlfriend at the time, she was like, okay, you can watch the baseball game, but you got to watch it with the sound off. So he keeps seeing them, like, show the press box, <laughs> like, Steve showing my press box, he's just like, okay, like, we get it already, bro, like, he in right. the game, like, all right. And then he found out to the next day, like this is pre like social media, bro. Like he found out to the next day that the man was about to retire. 
Like it's just so crazy, bro. It's so crazy. Like a time that we was in, like before. Yeah, like, that's crazy. No social media and stuff. Wait, man. So I'm looking at this first pitch. Let's see. <laughs> Dang, bro, you almost threw that shit in the fucking stands, bro. Oh well, yeah. What? He wasn't even close. <laughs> hey, that's look crazy. at he laughed too, bro. Yeah, I saw that. Clearly, right. yeah, he had a few drinks. My man, my man, Big Jeff. Um, I wanted to like the him listening to the Joe in the locker room. I wanted to ask you, like, what kind of music that have you listened to to psych you up for sports, like in the past? Bro, you already know. You already know what we used to listen to. The Wop, <laughs> the Wop, the Gucci, Gucci, the Greek Squad, Monopoly, OJ. <laughs> Yeah, OJ the Juice Man, Gucci. Yeah, uh, like, yeah like back in the Locker day. Locker man, like Brick Squad was like the ultimate hype music back then, bro. Like that got us hype, bro. We was ready, like, let's yeah. go. Brick Squad uh, had like, ready bro, recently, to I don't know, like, let's see, like who else? Um more recent times, like maybe like before Intermural game or something, I'll probably listen to some like man. Like some whiz or something, some chill. Like I ain't like you know, like like just my favorite artist now. Or but like back then, it, it was all about Brick Squad. And all that. It's interesting that you said that about what like, is because I've I've started to like appreciate listening to like more smoother like alternative things before I go like uh who now like when I be playing in the league about uh. In my job, like I felt that, like that has gotten me like in a better zone than like some some pump pump raw shit. But shit, when we was running track, bro, we used some shit that was gonna make us like fly off the uh, bricks. <laughs> yeah, you had to get you had to get hype, man. You had to get you know, like they was hype back in the day, man. Yeah, speaking of Brick Squad, uh, I just read Gucci Mane's autobiography, and it's 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 really good, bro. Like as a as a Gucci fan, bro, you gonna really like read it, and like it's not only like okay, because it's like it's an autobiography, and he has like somebody like you know writing it for him. So like obviously, <laughs> like obviously, you know, it's 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 kind of organized in a way, and like and and told in a way that you know he didn't you know he didn't write it, but like. But it's it's so not only is it dope because like you talk about like his boots in Alabama and stuff like that. Of course, like he probably fabricated a little bit about like selling dope in like the seventh grade or whatever he's he's saying he started or whatever. Like what was cool to me though, bro, not only is like he's super self aware about like his relationships and stuff and like how he messed up and stuff like that, but like he actually like talk about like mixtape cuts and stuff, bro. Like, like he ended up talking about like return, uh, return of Mister Zone Six, and like how he felt like he was kind of darker, and like he talked about like right before he went to go get the ice cream cone, and like he put like lyrics from different songs, like from the mixtapes, like in the book, like so it felt like you, bro, you really feel like you you going down memory lane, bro, because like as a real Gucci fan. You remember what was happening to him at these different times, like oh, like he went to jail right. then, and then he went to the mental facility and got out and got the tattoo. Like you remember it, it's like man, like people don't realize, yeah. like people don't really know. Like I thought he was just gonna like, I thought he was just gonna talk about like his mainstream hits and stuff like that, but like he really right. talked about 
like what I was going through, what I made. Like, oh, this was bumping off in the clubs. He said, oh, like I, I tweaked on my on my appeal album. He said, I liked it. I think it was a good album. He said, but he ain't like blame the record companies. He was like, look, man, he said that that uh that Gucci time was Swiss. I still think it's a good song, but it just probably shouldn't have been my lead single. And he was like, and I tweaked, I I shot the video for uh making love to the money in Magic City, and you can only watch it on uh World Style Un- <laughs> he remember <laughs> actually making women. He was like, and that was yeah, like, it was, yeah. like in the radio. So it was like he really like keep it real, bro. Like it's a southwest. Like you should. I I recommend you read that, bro. Like where'd you read it at? Like did you buy it or did you just do the audible book? He finally let me borrow what after like two years later after I had to harass him. I had to be literally sitting in his crib during a pandemic for him to finally let me see the book. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Check it out, yeah. bro. It's 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 worth it. It's, it's a Gucci fan. It's worth it. Um, man, I think we I think we did kind of kind of cover the the basis, man. Uh, before we leave, like, what was just like, what was your favorite part of of the uh, past two episodes? Um, favorite part. I really, um, I didn't really have a favorite part. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, to me, the the trajectory for the episode was going off as declined slowly just a tad bit from the first two. I feel like it started up as a high. I mean, like, not saying it's not good, but, like, mm-hmm. like they, like, I, I feel like they leaving out a lot of information that could have been, like, more interesting or just just added to, like, what they already have. But I mean, it's been a, like like, but, but overall, it's been great. Like I, I guess, like what happened in episode eight? Because I kind of forgot. Like that's episode when, uh, eight was the was the Charlotte Hornets. Like it was showing, you know, when they playing Charlotte Hornets. He's got the bat in the uh, locker room. Uh, uh, I don't remember what else happened. Like my favorite part is when he made up that you know, like they interviewed him like like years later about dude from Washington who was killing, and yeah. he made and he later told him that he made it up. I'm like, this dude is crazy. Like, <laughs> come on, like, bro. He, like, come on, man. But that just shows you that he, that he just needed like something to motivate him for every day, for every game, and uh, and like, but that's what made him great though, because it's like he just he made up stories sometimes, like like some of them was true, or he like felt disrespected, you know. But like that was a funny story. Like, dude didn't even. Say nothing to him, and he gave him a forty-seven piece. So it did, it did. Bro. <laughs> even if he, even if he did say something, who gonna get mad about somebody saying nice game, bro? <laughs> right? Because like, oh, I know, like, like it could be the way you say it, or it right, could, right, oh right. no, like, it could be the way, you, yeah, like, like you could be like, oh, you want to flex though, Mike? Uh-huh. And dude was a rookie too, right? Yeah, he was like a one or two. Yeah, so he probably, you know, like, you know, like, he probably respects you a little bit, you know, like, yeah, man, I just put up 37 on Mike, blah, blah, blah. But, you just let Muggs be happy. Like, you, Mike, if if somebody scored all them points on you, yeah, you're going to feel like, like, yeah, you're going to be mad, but it's like, it's one game, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Everybody going to get you once, bro. Like, but somebody going to get you once. Had to make up a story to go drop fifty almost. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say my favorite part. Before I say my favorite part, I just want to say this before uh, I forget. Uh, I think these episodes, like these past like few episodes, I think that it's important for people to like to watch this and realize, like, if you see how burnt out Mike was. That these these truthers, these people that really think that the Bulls is going to win eight straight if he never retired, we got to get that up, y'all. I know we love Mike. I know we love the Bulls. They weren't going to win eight straight championships, guys. It's just, it's not. It's, they might have went to eight straight, but they weren't going to win eight straight. They weren't going to win them. Like the memes say, it's just it's just not realistic. Like, it's just, it's not realistic, bro. It ain't, it was you see how burnt out he was, like, after that 93 finals and, like, yeah. The the gambling allegations. Then mind you, mind you, look, if everything play out the way it played out and his dad get killed and y'all pinning that stuff on his gambling, do you really think somebody mentally like he already the goat, but like you had to be a different type of goat to go through through another season after all that speculation and do it. But I just I just don't see it. Um what I want to say is uh my favorite part and I and I agree with you, like I think the first two set an incredibly high note. That it hasn't reached since, I I think that the, the the five and six, I think the first two and five and six were the best ones of the uh, documentary. I think like the five and six, like that 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 really was on point. But uh, my favorite uh, part of this past episode, I gotta go with um, it's a tie between that like that Tim Grover like speech, like that shit was powerful, bro. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Um, Tim Grover talking about him, and then uh, probably just him with the baseball bat, bro. That shit, like the 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 way the music <laughs> playing in the background, bro. Like that's yeah. that shit was that shit was comedy. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of times a lot of bars, bro. Oh, and the best bar I think that he said was like, "I'm not gonna try to make you do something that I won't do." Like that was like to me. That was the realest leadership bar he said. He said, yeah. look, man, like I'm not gonna like be trying to push you to do something that I'm not gonna do myself. And that's like you gotta feel him on that. And I, that's why I always felt Kobe. Like, oh, I ain't like the way, oh, like the way even them really go about it. I think it's like it's a balance you gotta have. You ain't gotta you ain't gonna call nobody no hole or no bitch. But like, I don't think that's uh yeah, gotta get there. yeah, I don't think we gotta get there. We're gonna you know, <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, mind you, I think it's wild that like that's probably why he didn't think we was gonna like about this documentary. The fact they let that man get that get them words off, and nobody really talking about it, doing a thing piece about it. They were scared of him. <laughs> no, not even them getting like him about like, his teammates. I'm talking about like us as a society. Like, oh, oh I was like, no that's, think, okay. it ain't no think pieces the next day. Like Jordan is using, you know. Like words that are like discriminating <laughs> towards women, like, like, hey, like that's how you know Mike the goat. Like, we, they let him get that off. Like, so that's probably what he was scared of. Like the fact, like the way he was talking to that man, bro, like that was crazy. Yeah, he yeah. sounded like really like, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of that clip. You ever see that clip with Kobe and Sasha Butch when they had practice? And oh um, yeah, and like Butch, like he he like. Uh, he like don't touch me like Kobe like don't touch me like you you, you can't touch me he like like shove right. that ball he like it's fuck off and he, uh, he yeah he winked like yeah. but like I 
really like I'm like, damn, bro, what does Scott do to you prior to this to this scrimmage? Right, like, you, right. Exactly. Like you you like it sounded like he like hated that man for real. Like, <laughs> like come on, man. Like he's like, you ain't talking about, like what did Scott say? Like what, what, what I don't believe I it's kind of hard for you to believe like Scott actually said anything to make you feel like you, 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 you he was talking too much and now you like why you you ain't taking that he like gang sit y'all ass you said what nah but yeah like he was just like that part was crazy and like he like and like he even said like I, I tried to get him to fight me several times but he's just a nice guy like what would you mean you tried to get him to fight you <laughs> Why? Like, why are you trying to get him to fight you? Y'all teammates, like, if I ain't believe you ruined Kwame Brown's life before this documentary, like, <laughs> he said, I'm trying to fight him. He was just, too, he was a nice guy, <laughs> right? Okay, well, fight ain't me. nobody, He's, yeah. Hey, Steve, come on, go like, what's up, bro? He stole like, everybody. Mike just tried to hold everybody. Like he just tried. I don't know. Like, like, like he was just so great that you know he tried to make everybody think like him, and it's like not everybody got the mentality, man. Like, like some people just show up to work and collect their paycheck, and like they good with that, you know. So it's like you can't force your mentality on everybody. So. <laughs> But that's what separated him. So it's like, he, I mean, like, dude was an asshole on several occasions, but I guess it worked out for the better. And I guess his teammates didn't have a problem with it when they look back on it. They're like, yeah, like, he made us better. But, like, like some of them dudes was taking stuff that they shouldn't have took. And it's like, come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a job. Like, you can't, like, like we can't go to our jobs and start, like, doing that. You're gonna get fired, bro. Like it's, it's a wrap. So and, and, it's disrespect. And, and, and some of them guys looking at it like, hey man, these championships gave me another uh 10-year window of appearances. <laughs> like they like, hey, you know, it is it is what it is. And it and it's funny too, because it's like I'm surprised nobody like ever says like for the counter for like uh winning. Like somebody was trying to bring up like Tim Duncan, like, well, Tim Duncan won and he was like he wasn't like that. I said I'd be feeling like the better comparison would be Magic because Magic won all his championships like within right. that decade. But the, but it's just right. funny because Mike always gonna have that one over all these great players. So it's like even like when people be like, well, you can win and not be that way, but it's all like he always gonna have that six. He always got that six. He all like you said. It, he, he it's just like the the and and the and then the the time he did it, like, he did it and they won six out of the ten years of the decade. So it's like, it's always gonna look like, you know, he, he, he the proof was in the pudding, man. He, right. he was, he yeah. was terrible. He was a terrible person <laughs> guys, but, you know, the, the proof was in the pudding. Alright, man, right. plug your social media for the good people real fast. Um, Twitter is Kamal Swag, K-A-M-A-U, S-W-A-G-G. Um, that's pretty much the only social media I use like that, but 
My Instagram is CNC underscore Hawkeye. Same thing for Snapchat. Uh, and Facebook is just my name. Quentin Johnson. Cool, cool, yeah. I'm uh I'm uh uh at Sir D Boyd on uh Twitter. You can also find that for my uh, photography services on Instagram. If you want to just see a variety of stuff I do, uh you can follow me on IG at Darian C Boyd. Uh yeah, this is your sports addiction. This is another uh, good episode. I, I hope my boy said okay. Uh, <laughs> love, uh, shout out to uh, to my little cuz Cameron boy for coming in on and uh, talking with us. He educated on me on on some stuff. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, yeah, man, this is your sports addiction. We're gonna holler. Peace and love. See y'all. See y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>